That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi there. We'll talk to Buzz here in just one second. But I got to tell you that summer is all about grilling and no one understands grilling better than Omaha Steaks. Their grand summer grill out package lets you stay home and eat like you're at the best steakhouse in town all for much less. And by the way, best customer service in the world at Omaha Steaks. I had an experience where I sent some steaks to someone who wasn't home and the steaks sat outside and spoiled for a week. And I contacted Omaha Steaks. Brand new box of steaks sent to the same person free of charge. I was blown away by that kind of service. Meanwhile, they've got bacon-wrapped filet mignon, pork chops, chicken kielbasa, and more, all delivered to your door with ease. And right now, Omaha Steaks is offering an exclusive deal on this amazing package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code LIBERAL into the search bar, and for this week only, Omaha Steaks will add four burgers and four gourmet jumbo franks free with your order. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order. Go to omahasteaks.com, type liberal in the search bar, and order the Grand Summer Grill-Out Package. For this week only, you're also going to receive four Jumbo Franks and four burgers free to complete your steakhouse experience. omahasteaks.com, enter the code liberal in the search bar. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Now, men, I have just one thing to say. This isn't going to be kid stuff. Asked Barney. Sure. <laughs> now, there won't be room for any mistakes out there. One mistake is one too many. And you'll each be on your own. There'll be no Molly Coddling. That badge means something. Don't any of you disgrace it. I won't, sir. Did you have permission to talk? No, sir. What's your badge number? Three. All right, three. Watch it. <laughs> now listen, men, and listen good. There's liable to be trouble out there today. We're liable to have folks among us who are here for more than just a good time, if you know what I mean. Now, the minute it looks like there's going to be trouble, we got to nip it. Nip it in the bud. Nip it, nip. Let's hear it. Nip it. Bob Seska. Bob. Bob. What? Bob. The Bob Seska Show. I swear I'm awake. I need five more minutes. Hey, remember when the cops used to be like that guy? Barney Fife. 
From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, July 28, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,286 of the Trump crisis. 98 days, just around the court. 98 days until the 2020 presidential election. Early voting begins in a matter of weeks, and back from vacation. It is the great Mike Elson. But we call him Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. How are you? Hey, brother. Hey, Bob. Hi, everybody. Oh, man, it's, it's good to be back. Yeah. I don't I don't even know how I got here today. Uh, the last thing I remember, I was being stuffed into an unmarked van. <laughs> uh, he's, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And the elephant on the cognitive test was our idea. <laughs> Very proud of that. Yeah. Uh, pretty good vacation. Uh, I got some stuff done around the house. You know how it goes, uh, mm-hmm. especially with a staycation. Yeah. Oh, 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 and I tested the water in my swimming pool. Uh, I aced it. <laughs> pool, pool guy says they've never seen anything like it. <laughs> nice. Uh, Bob and I, of course, are here today mm-hmm. to finally publicly admit for the very first time that today's show will get worse before it gets better. <laughs> Yes. Oh, my God. Great, great. Well, I'm glad. Held that, held that back until now. <laughs> uh, I, I do have uh, some good news, though, today. I'm glad about this. I think mm-hmm. the hurricane chased away the murder hornet. Thank God. Sure. Thank God. Those bastards. Oh, and, and the uh, this is exciting. Just before the show, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, the Emmy nominations were announced today. Yeah. Uh, and congratulations, guys. HBO's uh, The Watchmen, which I enjoyed uh, season one of so very much, yeah. uh, got like, I don't know, 26 nominations or something. Yeah, the played, Mandalorian, too. Yeah. You know, thinking about TV, and I wonder if we're ever going to see those shows again, you know, or how long it's going to be mm-hmm. before they're able to come back. But it occurs to me that if the Obama administration hadn't left the cupboards bare, we'd still have TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Red to stone, yeah, he wants to be free. And Trump says, baby, leave it to me. I'm president famous, I'm getting between. Yeah, I can do something that's obscene. Baby, you can bright fill bar. <laughs> yes, we we'll take this thing that far. He got me. Yep. Baby, you can bright fill bar. And maybe he'll spring you. Creep, 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 yeah. <laughs> so creepy. Yeah. Creep, creep, oh. creep, creep, yeah. Creepiest. Creep, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, he is. as we renowned, speak. renowned photographer Rocky Mountain Mike. Yeah, he's out in the wilderness somewhere, so we can talk about him, and he might not hear it. <laughs> That's <laughs> could say true. funny things about him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, sure. Bill Barr is testifying uh, in the House Judiciary Committee as we record this, and I saw a little bit of the uh, proceedings. I don't know if you caught any of it, Buzz, but yeah. I, I didn't. I, I I knew I faced a choice this morning mm-hmm. uh, as Barr prepared to testify. I could either tune in and listen to his fantasies, or I could write productively about reality. So I decided to write instead. Yeah, of course, it's more of the same crap with Bill Barr, right? The Dick Cheney passive aggression, right? Where he can say the most outlandish, craziest, conspiratorial crap, but with that tone of voice, he's able to sell it for some reason. He's able to get it out there. Everyone thinks, oh, my God, that's the greatest idea. He's like that great scene from Vice, the movie about right. Dick Cheney, where he's talking about putting on the penis puppet show on the White House lawn. But he's doing it in that tone of voice. Do, and then, do the voice. Do the voice. <laughs> maybe what we'll do here is we'll 
put some little wigs and googly eyes on our penis and jerk each other off on the White House lawn. That would be a great but idea. He says it calmly and with authority, <laughs> and you you know you'll he, he can get away with saying anything. Yeah, that's the entire strategy, and that's the real danger in Bill Barr. I mean, other than his actual uh, you know running of the Justice Department, it's that tone of voice. I mean, if you have the talent, if you have the skills to be able to. You know, either have a face that looks trustworthy or if you have a tone of voice that sounds trustworthy, you can get away with all kinds of crap it's, in it's that worked, position. It's it's worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Uh, but yeah, it was good. one of the great moments that I was able to see today before we were uh, uh, interrupted by this damn show is uh, Jerry Nadler just wrapping up yes. some remarks to Bill Barr, just going, shame on you, Mr. Barr. Shame on you. So I was glad to see that Jerry Nadler coming out swinging. Of course, Jim Jordan's opening statement was nothing but, you know, like riot porn. I'm not sure uh, all that footage was from the United States, by the way. I want to go through it. I, I'm sure someone's going through it. Fact checkers are going through it now to determine whether or not there are any clips from Ukraine or anything in there. There's a lot of that going around for sure. Hey, you know, it, it's. I wonder if that footage is having the effect that Trump and uh, Jim Jordan and Fox News hope that it, it is having. Yeah. I, I wonder if it isn't having the opposite effect. And I know the Trump administration has tried to portray this, and his supporters mm -hmm. have tried to portray this as, this is what America's going to look like if Joe Biden's elected. That's right. Well, uh, hello, this is what America looks like with Donald Trump as president. Idiot. And, 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 and it is for show, as mm -hmm. uh, so many people have said at this point. Yeah. Uh, and, and what a violent, painful show it is painful to the country dangerous to the country and 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 it produces this violent uh, Donald Trump knows good TV and he yeah. knows violence yeah. violence sells and and it instills the fear that you have written about for years and yeah. talked about for years it's that same technique all over again uh, and uh, it's it's for show but people are bleeding and and being arrested because of it. Yeah, in fact, what we are in right now with Donald Trump is what I've been referring to as, you know, full-blown American fascism. I mean, he has crossed that Rubicon with these actions, sending in right. federal troops into American cities to march against American citizens, a clear violation of the Constitution, a clear a gigantic leap into the realms of American fascism. Now, uh, I, I wrote about this in my salon piece today, so I want to cover this a little bit, but there was a uh, an author named Jason Stanley who referred to Donald Trump's form of fascism as being performative fascism, which obviously yeah. we've talked about this in the past. We talk about, well, Donald Trump has no core values. There's nothing driving right. Donald Trump on the inside, no sense of right and wrong, et cetera. Right. No adherence to any sort of code. You know, we all have our little codes of things that we consider to be sacred, things right and wrong. And Donald Trump doesn't have that. So there's no real way for Donald Trump in his core to believe in something like fascism. This is Donald Trump reacting. This is Donald Trump's lizard brain fight or flight instinct playing out. Yeah, here. this is Donald Trump playing to the base, the yeah. shrinking, shrinking base, and yeah. hoping that their enthusiasm will make up for what they lack in, what they obviously lack in 
numbers from the very clear polls that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And and I like hey, don't get happy. Every you got to vote to make this happen. Polls right. don't elect presidents; votes do. Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, the the massive lead that Biden has at this point is uh, Trump's do own doing. Yep. And nothing, I promise you, nothing is going to happen between now and election day to change his handling you can't there are attempts to get him on the right path but you can't change the man yeah the man is not going to change and so uh with all the the help he's getting and the advice he's getting or uh, not getting as the case may be it's really it gets down to him and yeah. and he's caused this to happen and the pandemic is not going to go away uh, the track we're on and i don't see that track changing no and 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 uh, the, the violence in the street is not going to go away so long as trump can exacerbate it and try to cash in on it while really probably just hurting himself more 59 percent of lean trump voters these are people who are leaning toward voting for trump so right. the nationwide protests against racism and police brutality are completely right or somewhat right. So even Trump leaners are saying these protests are completely above boards. They are encouraging, supporting these protests. 72% of Americans with mixed feelings about Trump said the protesters were right too. So there is broad support for what's going on. There is broad support for Black Lives Matter. And I mean, some of the evidence, we don't watch baseball, Buzz, but you know, even in the sports ball, they are putting... Uh BLM logos on the pitcher's mound. They are taking a knee for the cause. There was a major changeover that occurred in this country at yes. some point. Oh, I think it was George still, Floyd. Yeah, that was the pivot. Still point. underway. Yeah, yeah that exactly. change is still underway. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that, you know, this is so counter to American conservatism. That's what the amazing thing about Donald Trump sending in federal goon squads into the cities, federal stormtroopers into the cities, clear out protesters. This is something that the conservative movement has been screaming against for years. I mean, I did a deep dive into some of this crap. Libertarianism, which is sort of the centerpiece of modern republicanism, runs completely counter to everything that Donald Trump is doing. The Cato Institute has written extensively about how the federal government should not be a domestic police force. This violates the Constitution. That's why we have... Uh, you know, state governments and local governments and police forces guided by those state and local governments. That is the constitutional purpose. That all lies within the 10th Amendment. And it's not me just saying this. This is the entire conservative movement for decades have been writing about this crap. And again, the the disparity, I think, between his uh, alleged popularity numbers and as small as they are, and and the the support for his policies, which is minimal to nil to none, mm-hmm. uh, the discrepancy between those kinds of figures. Nobody supports his. In short, nobody supports his policies, but he has a surprisingly large following, a yeah. popularity. Yeah. Uh, it's it's bigger, and so it makes him look bigger than he really is. Right, right. He's, he's, he is, in that way, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Sounding bigger than he really is because he is that, as I've mentioned before, that cult figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that explains, I think, why uh, even in Republican hearts, they know that the Black Lives Matter protesters are right. Yeah. They also know, and there's also a, a lot of common sense uh, finally at play uh, among a majority of the American people. Uh, the majority of the American people know that only a, a minute fraction of the protesters mm-hmm. are violent yeah. and, and that they are there to be violent and not true to the movement. 
the wall of moms, the wall of the the, the doctors, the, the doctors, the veterans, who came out, yeah, the, the doctors who came out with signs saying, "Please stop killing our patients." Uh, you know, and and the wall of dads with their their leaf blowers. That's that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. I so, love that. As a as a guy with a leaf blower, let me say, I <laughs> yeah. I would uh, I would be a part of that. Round of Proudly. applause for and, the guys with leaf blowers. Yeah. There there were reports that they were blowing the uh, the tear gas back uh, toward the police. Right. And I'm I'm sure that happened. Uh, I also have read accounts they were blowing the uh, tear gas away from the protesters mm-hmm. as more of a defense weapon. Yeah, than yeah. an offensive weapon, and and again, a, a majority of the American people, Republican and Democrat, uh, not only know that a, a small percentage of those are, are troublemakers, but when it comes to the argument that's going on right now between conservatives and liberals on this two hundred dollars a week versus six hundred dollars a week, yeah. the extended unemployment benefits for the pandemic, uh, that Republicans want to cut. While, while while spending two billion on a new FBI building for mm-hmm. Trump, uh, they you know they know most Americans with common sense know that sure there are people who perhaps are making more money with this relief than they would be if they were still working. Maybe yeah. maybe people in the food service industry. I don't know. I'm sure there are examples of that. Oh, what a shame! What a shame <laughs> it would be. Well, what a shame it would be if if some money somehow managed to trickle down to real regular people, yeah, real no working no Americans. What a shame it would be if they got a little something extra while billions are stolen from the payroll protection program and yeah. the other so-called relief programs that were passed, passed with oversight that was struck down by Donald Trump so crooks could run rampant. Uh, a guy in Florida uh, got like $4 million, uh, and uh, spent some of it on a Lamborghini. He did not meet the requirement of retaining 60% of his mm-hmm. employees because he didn't even have employees. That's how... That's how supervised yeah. this loan fund has been. Uh, other millionaires and billionaires and connected people have gotten uh, tens of millions of dollars in loans, while a friend of mine who has a, a video business, video production business, got nothing. He's got a small business. Yeah. Uh, he, he got nothing. Uh, and, and corporations uh, got uh, these tens of millions of dollars and did not meet the requirement of keeping 60% of their people on the payroll. That's right. A hotel, hotel out of San Diego has uh, some of its employees sending it money so that they can keep their health insurance. Jesus. And, but by all means, by all means, and I'm, I'm talking to a member of my family here, mm-hmm. by all means... <laughs> Let's let's not let regular people get a little something extra, but let's let the billionaires continue to walk mm. away unchecked with money from a fund that was supposed to help America, but really didn't because people didn't get to keep their jobs yeah. after all. No, very few paychecks were protected by this program. And people, I think all people have, most people, I should say, have the common sense to know that, yeah, you're going to have some people get money who shouldn't have, but why are we watching the pennies that are going to regular people and letting the dollars fly to the corporations? That is so, to me, that's so conservative. That's typical of the conservative philosophy is pinch the pennies and watch the dollars fly out the door. Yeah, and they think, what they think is that people are going to get lazy and not go back to work. 
be like, oh, this is way the $600 check every month or this $200 no, check every month is, oh, my God, there's so much money pouring in. I don't need to work anymore. I'll just keep collecting these checks. That's not, that, no one is thinking that, like that. First of all, that is so cynical because yeah. people love to work. Right. Some people love their jobs. Mm-hmm. Hi, Bob. Hi. Uh, some people love what they do. Yeah. Uh, they, they'd almost do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much some people, and people... There's something in people that makes us want to work. The mm-hmm. vast majority of us, sure, they're going to be slackers, but we're talking about a fraction yep. of the population. But in the cynical Republican view, nobody would work if they got paid. And they also paint it as though this is going to go on for the rest of our lives. No, it's just to get us through the pandemic, That's dumbass. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, 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 this isn't, we're not giving them. We're not telling them don't work forever. We're telling them don't work for now because yeah. we're trying to kill a pandemic. And compounded on top of all of that buzz is the reality that doing this, spending this money, pumping this money, printable money, by the way, into the economy is the right thing to do. That is the fiscal policy that we need to be pursuing in the midst of this yes. pandemic right now. And that should have started yes. from the very beginning, an entire series rolling out of money to sustain the economy while it remains right. shut down. From the very start, Donald Trump should have shut down the economy, passed legislation that would have provided a, a bridge to get over that hump, to keep the so economy bad. at least afloat. And then once we were all locked down for two, three months and the entire virus had basically dissipated to nothing then we could have started reopening the economy could have flourished and guess what the presidential race would probably be more competitive than it is right now because donald trump wouldn't be seen as the laughing stock as the disaster monkey that he actually turns out to be and so these are all things that could have happened but which did not happen because we have a maliciously incompetent administration in place right right and because they are maliciously incompetent it's not going to happen but it could if we had a real president if we had actual national leadership in this country which we clearly do not except for when it comes to policing (laughs) that's yeah well and that's that's a show you know but but and like i said a violent ugly painful show as well but this still can be done. The if we can, it's not too late. If we were to shut down now, Bob, for six weeks, yeah, we would flatten the curve. In fact, uh, perhaps eliminate the virus entirely from the country, according to experts on this subject. Yeah, if we, it would be painful. Yeah, but if we shut down now for six weeks, when we opened up again, we could stay open. Everything could be open. By October 1st, we could, uh, with another six-week shutdown, there's time for that mm-hmm. over the summer. And, and yes, it would be economically painful, but the economy could truly, truly come back and Donald Trump could get reelected. But yeah, he's never yeah. going to do this. Mm-hmm. He's never going to do this because he never wants to admit that he's wrong. Everything I've read indicates that this is what this is all about, is that he, he goes with his gut. And he, he, he doubles down and triples down and never gives in to reality yeah. uh, and continues to follow. And he believes it himself to a large extent. Mm-hmm. But it could, with a six-week shutdown, we could be, uh, schools could be open. You you sports ball fans could have your ga- games back. That's right. Uh, everything could be open again. Bars, restaurants. 
if we just chill for six weeks, like we should have done properly the first mm-hmm. time. Uh, the first time was a 50% shutdown. Yeah. What we, what we need is a 90% shutdown for six weeks. Or, or if you don't like this kind of talk, uh, the title of my newscast this week is Three Simple Tricks to End the Pandemic. And, and that will outline a way to get everything open by October 1st without a complete shutdown. Mm-hmm, that's right. So that's, yeah. that's, that's where we are. Yeah, again, sensible policy. And the thing that I can't figure out, maybe you can explain this to me, Buzz, how keeping the schools closed benefits Joe Biden. This is what I can't figure out. This is the talking point from Donald Trump and the entire Trump administration, that if we keep the schools closed until this preventable pandemic uh, is ended, Right, I, I, I see your problem here. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand why. I guess they're doing this because I, Donald Trump is just sticking with the brand. I don't, but I don't see I, the yeah. real world consequences for the election in terms of keeping the schools closed. I don't get that. Well, well, you're right, uh, yeah. and and the the problem here is you you heard it and and you took it seriously. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that was that was the mistake. That was the the mistake there. I think uh, it's obviously absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It's just absurd. Doesn't and again, I I think most Americans know that. Mm-hmm. Look at the poll numbers. Again, it's not a win. It doesn't happen unless you vote. But you could see the mood that America is in yeah. from those poll numbers. And it's not close. It's not close. It's no. it's it's overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, everyone hates Donald Trump except for the few blind people who frighten me and will frighten me even after the election. Usually when this happens, when a candidate is securing their base, making sure right. that at least their core supporters are going to turn out to vote for them, right. that's right. the sign of a badly losing campaign. Because Donald Trump, what Donald Trump needs to do more than anything else uh, leading up to this election, and he's obviously yes. trying all of the illegal shit, all of the nefarious right. crap, and we'll get into that. But, I mean, he should be reaching out to moderate voters he should be reaching out to even conservative democrats at this point to expand his base because he's only got you can't win an election with only 40 percent uh support and so he's got to reach out beyond that and he refuses to do it he will never ever ever do that which is why you know of course he's running into a brick wall with this election i he, hope he listens he listens to his gut. Yeah. He listens to Fox News and he listens to his adoring crowds. Mm-hmm. And that's all he hears. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because he isn't going to change, he isn't going to win re-election. I'm knocking on all the wood. Hoping that that's I, I, the case it, because it, it, yeah. this, whatever this, we call it fascism, we call it performative fascism. Yes, if he is re-elected, yes. that is going to stick to the wall. That is going to be a, become a permanent way of our uh, executive branch to function. Basically, Donald Trump's teeny tiny yet iron fist. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but it won't be America anymore. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, everyone who's saying, "Yeah, re-election means the end of the American." experiment i mean mary trump said that on uh, rachel maddow the other yeah, night i mean sure, that sure. is absolutely 100 percent the case it'll be unrecognizable four years from now this country uh if donald trump is reelected. but you know what everyone listening in right now we all know this it's just getting the word out to more and more people and to make this I, the patriotic response to a national emergency is mandatory i think as i've said for months and months he motivates us every day 
Mm-hmm. He and and uh, although he has fired up his base and and he, and it really and this is interesting too. I, if I may, the polls sure. that show levels of enthusiasm, which by the way I think are meaningless this year, yeah. uh, they show the level of enthusiasm for Trump much higher yeah. than uh, among Republicans than the level of enthusiasm among Democrats for Biden. Right. Well, I'm not terribly surprised with that. But then when you measure the degree of motivation to vote. Mm-hmm. The Democrats win. Yeah. The Democrats come out on top because they are even more motivated to defeat Donald Trump. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if they're excited. The Democrats don't care. They don't want to and maybe are attracted to a lack of excitement uh, about about Joe Biden, <laughs> knowing that he is the decent, normal path out of Trumpism. Yeah. And in fact, you know what Donald Trump doesn't understand, Buzz? Donald Trump doesn't know that the Anything. three worst indicators of electoral success are mm-hmm. yard signs, online polls, and crowd sizes. If you're ballyhooing those three things as the success of your campaign, you're doing it wrong. And now we can add a fourth thing into this, thanks to the era of Trump. We can now add boat parades to the uh-huh. things that don't even fucking matter when it comes to elections. If you're right. judging your success or failure on the energy displayed in your redneck flotillas, you're doing it wrong. You don't know anything about polling. And so, but that's what he's relying on. I guess there is a little wisdom in saying, hey, look at all of this enthusiasm. Come and join all of us cool kids, that kind of thing. But that's just not happening. No one I was no one cares. I, I, I was you know, and you've talked about this before. I, yeah. I this is the first time I really felt a response to it. You've talked about uh, the the love of owning the libs yeah. on the part of conservatives oh, yeah. uh, and rednecks. <laughs> I, I was uh, briefly on a public street uh, the other day in a mask, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, a pickup truck drove by. You uh-huh. knew it was going to be a pickup truck, well, didn't no. you? Uh, pickup drill, and they had a couple of flags, and one of them was a Trump flag, and the slogan across the bottom of the flag was, fuck your feelings. Yeah, there it is. There and, it is. And it really got to me, not because I give any importance to this person yeah, uh, or, or what they have to say, but because... It's somehow okay to have this level of discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somehow okay to 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 be mean, to be nasty. Yeah. How did how did that become okay? It mm-hmm. isn't. It still isn't. And and it's got to stop. We've got to. We've got to make that wrong again. People have lost sight of what politics are all about. And I think there's quite a few. There's certainly, you know, you can look at 40% of the voting population, I think, falls right. well within that qualification. At the same time, you got some on the, the far, far left who also don't understand politics. And so true. these are people who lost sight of what the presidency stands for specifically. They thought that this was an inconsequential political position. It doesn't matter who the president is. So therefore, right. we can elect right. the host of the Celebrity Apprentice with all right. of his bullshit and copious, right. you know, history of being a con man in New York City. That's fine because yeah, the presidency doesn't affect me personally. Oh yes, it does. Oh hello, COVID nineteen. Yes, the presidency does matter in our daily lives. Yes. Everything from our personal health to our mental health. I mean, this is something that yeah. the Donald Trump presidency and all of the terrible things 
things that it has manifested over the years now. The American nervous breakdown is how I described it a couple of weeks yes. ago in Salon. And I think Mary Trump said this uh, on Rachel Maddow as well. She said that the entire country right now looks like the Trump family. It sounds like the Trump family. The way the Trump family treats each other, the way oh. Donald Trump treats the people in his inner circle, that's how the American people are now behaving. And shocker that the American presidency sets the tone for the country, as I've been saying. It is horrendous that there are so many people who are this badly misled about the American presidency. And that, I think, is uh, is the job for education. That is the job to... I mean, we need to get the word yes, out almost yes, in the same yes. way that... Remember that, I mean, obviously it's still going on now, but in, through the course of the 90s, the early 2000s, huge nationwide campaign against smoking. Why can't we do that with things like guns, but also with things like educating people about the proper role, the proper function of the American government, specifically the American presidency? These are things that need to even if it means doing new uh, schoolhouse rock cartoons. I don't care what right, it is, yeah. but no, we got to right. get got to get the word out. Got to fix this, don't we? Yeah. I, I, we do, absolutely. And we have to, you, you know, there's some things that are very difficult to legislate, especially in yeah. this country. Yeah. Uh, gun, guns has proven to be one of oh, them. Yeah. And, you know, we're probably not going to eliminate guns, but mm -hmm. what we can do is make being a gun nut uncool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there needs to be a societal attitude change, and, and mm -hmm. the same is true for civility. Yeah. It needs to be not cool anymore mm -hmm. right. to be racist. It needs to be not cool anymore, again, to be civil. Uh, and and uh, yes, you've echoed my previous thoughts on education and the importance of that. We obviously have fallen down on the job in teaching civics and government and citizenship yeah uh we we've obviously not made that clear and to your earlier point uh yeah uh trump uh, has taught us so many things one of which is it does matter who's president yeah another another of which is not every kid can grow up to be president right uh you know i mean we and and we need to write all of these down because uh we, we need to make sure as you've said so many times before that this never happens again that's right i don't know if you saw the video clip floating around from fox and friends the giggling couch tumors had uh, captain eyepatch who's that guy uh congressman crenshaw i think is his name uh yeah he was on with fox and friends yesterday morning and you talk about a lack of education you talk about absolute counterfactual gibberish this guy was referring to antifa as being fascist communists which is sort of like saying jumbo shrimp or any number of oxymorons there is right. no such thing as a fascist communist nor is an explicitly anti-fascism group how could that anti-fascism group also be in favor of fascism but not only fascism fascist communism which is again the like two completely two, opposite things and they, he's sitting there with a straight things. unflinching in revealing well, this and, bogus information and trump uh, you know keeps putting it out there uh, left left wing fascists and, yeah. and first of all that that also is an oxymoron <laughs> that's right uh, fascism is always historically and by definition mm. a right wing thing yes uh, there is no such thing as left wing fascism the left opposes fascism and always has and for that matter so did your gramps who fought in world war ii <laughs> that's right right 
Oh, man. Well, you know what? We still have a lot more to talk about when it comes to Bill Barr's testimony, a little bit more on fascism here from my uh, salon piece, and, and a lot more. Because you got your wall of moms and your wall of veterans, and Bob and I are the wall of podcasters. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll be here. We'll be here to talk about those things. You got it. But unfortunately, COVID-19 infection rates are exploding across the nation. We know it's common yeah. sense that everyone should wear a face mask, and finally, most states have put mask mandates in place. Face masks are still our best way to protect ourselves, our family, and our community. But what happens when the mask you thought you were buying is fraudulent or worthless, right? There's a lot of counterfeit masks going around. The FDA has provided a list of authorized respirator mask manufacturers. Finding those masks has been a challenge in verifying their authenticity even harder. But right now, thenewdealshop.com has FDA-authorized respirator masks with anti-fake authentic- authentication on every package to ensure you're getting exactly what you need. These masks are tested by the NPPTL in the United States and provide greater than 95% filtration. They've even been used in the medical community as well. And right now, these masks are in stock and ready to ship for free to my listeners when you add the code SEXYLIBERAL. Go to thenewdealshop.com and order your supply today. That's thenewdealshop.com. Get them and keep yourself happy, your family, and your community safe. That's thenewdealshop.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. I've been away, I've been wandering Through these streets I knew so well And I've been thinking of just giving in Letting it all go to hell This is Cloud Party, and a song called All These Useless Truths from the uh, Real Album. Link in the description to support Cloud Party and all of our indie bands here on the show. BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit. Thank you for doing that. Please only submit your own music and not someone else's music. That's the kind of music that would be good uh, for uh, listening to while you're looking at a Rocky Mountain Mike Wilderness photo. He is an amazing goddamn photographer, that boy. Beautiful beautiful job. He's good at what he does. Uh, Hey, you know what? We have a top ten list, don't we? Whoa, I think we do. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, Bob, uh, Fauci had a little trouble with that pitch last week, but yeah. but this week, uh, Topps announced that its greatest selling baseball card of all time wow. is the one it just put out of Anthony Fauci. <laughs> yeah. Preparing. <laughs> you know, awesome. it, it looking good in the photo. It doesn't, doesn't look bad. It, it makes it yeah. look good. Yeah. And it is their best selling baseball card ever. Yep. And and uh, so that's that's how much America loves Fauci, uh, and and with that in mind, I thought we'd take a look at the top five possible explanations for Doctor Fauci's lousy opening pitch last week. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> top five possible explanations for Doctor Fauci's lousy opening pitch. Number five, hand sanitizer made the ball slippery. <laughs> Number four, couldn't overcome instinct to flatten the curve. <laughs> Number three, he's a nerd. Yes, that is very true. That's it. <laughs> Number two, briefly blinded by one of Dr. Burks's scarves. And the number one explanation for Fauci's bad pitch. Number one. 
confusing signals from catcher named Trump. Let's go spread now. Everybody's learning how. Come on, get infected with me. Come on, get infected with me. Early in the morning, we'll be heading out. The virus will be coming along. Rock it out, Mike. We're loading up our woody, not a mask in sight. We won't be staying healthy too long. Mm-hmm. Come on, Corona, baby. Wait and see. I'm going to ignore the CDC. Come on with me, baby. Let's head to the sea. We'll start a second wave. Wait and see. Let's go spread now. Everybody's learning how. Come on, get infected with me. Come on, get infected with me. You know, I, I thought about this. Um, yes. If Dr. Fauci had thrown a strike... I mean, like, let's yes. say Dr. Fauci <laughs> threw a 90-mile-an-hour right. strike, like, right uh-huh. there, right in the sweet spot of the uh, strike zone. I would have not believed anything he had said about the coronavirus from that yeah. point forward. I want yeah. my nerds to not be able to throw, damn it. You'd find out that it, it was really a, an ace baseball player posing as a scientist. <laughs> We don't, right. we don't need that. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Nerds should throw like Dr. Fauci throws. All of our That's medical right. experts should. Actually, we need to see all of our. Where, where's Dr. Burks? I want to see Dr. Burks throw a baseball because if she can throw a strike, she's out. I don't want to hear from her I, anymore. I've never owned a baseball card, but <laughs> but if I did, it would be the Dr. Fauci card. Uh, there you go. Uh, by the way, you know what? We have a new bit uh, for playing Trump clips. Uh, oh. I, I wheeled this out on uh, Friday's After Party with Kimberly Johnson. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show if you want to subscribe. You know, Tiny Trump, I thought Tiny Trump's getting a little worn, and some people are having trouble understanding what Tiny Trump is saying, and I can completely <laughs> yeah. understand that because sometimes I don't understand what Tiny Trump is saying. So I was experimenting because... You see, ultimately, Tiny Trump doesn't live in a cigar box in my closet. That's, what? Uh, that's a big joke. I was making that up for comedic huh. effect. Yeah. I see. And uh, so <laughs> it's actually a filter that I use to create the Tiny Trump voice. It's an audio filter. Oh. And so the other day as I was doing uh, the Tiny Trump treatment on Donald Trump's person, woman, man, camera, TV meltdown, right. his right. <laughs> short circuiting during that interview, mm. I hit the wrong button. And applied the wrong filter. But I thought, oh my God, this is funny. It's like one of those happy mistakes. It's like the discovery of the polio vaccine. I just kind (laughs) of landed on it by accident. Here's the alternative. And I want to get, before I fully institutionalize this as part of the show, I want to get a full reaction from our audience in the comments at bobseska.com, also on patreon.com. Here's my new tiny Trump voice. I call this high-pitched biff. Like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. If you get it in order, you get extra points. You get extra points. Okay, now he's asking you other questions. Other questions. Other questions. Yeah, it's a little bit ju- <laughs> like Julia Child, isn't it? A bit, uh... Uh, yeah, there you go. I was trying to decide, but yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh... so I think we may have a replacement. I, of course, I'm leaving it up to uh, you, the audience, to decide for, for certain before I go ahead with that. Because you're the ones who are going to have to be subjected to it. I don't mind. I'll play this shit over and over and over again, as you all know. And, well, and spoiler alert, uh, there are more effects where that one came from. Yes, so. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
You know, there's a story out now that Donald Trump lied about throwing out the opening pitch for the Yankees. Now, I think that's been confirmed, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is an insane lie. This is Donald Trump's, one of his most obvious and kind of uh, curious lies. Like, I guess he was jealous of Dr. Fauci. I guess that's why he said it. This, this whole business he did the other day during his uh, press conference, in which he said that he was throwing out the opening pitch at Yankee Stadium on August 15th. He was going to go up there. He's going to go up to New York, et cetera, et cetera. None of that is the case. He was never invited by the Yankees to throw out that opening pitch on August 15th. He stares into a camera on national television, broadcast across all the major broadcast networks, and he said... I'm throwing out the first pitch at the end. You know why? Because of the Dr. Fauci pitch uh, earlier that day. with the, Or maybe it was the day before. I think that is part of it. I think jealousy is absolutely at the heart of that. Uh, but it, it, it is a lie. He was never yeah. invited to throw out the first pitch. And this is an example of a guy, and oh, I've seen this act before. Oh, yeah. uh, this is an example of a guy saying something he wants to be true. Yeah. And hoping that even though he hasn't asked anybody about it, uh, that they'll, that because he's president in this case, because he's Trump, they'll go along with him. Yeah. You know, sure, he never had a chance to talk with the Yankees about throwing out the first pitch, mm-hmm. uh, but he thought if he threw it out there, they'd play along. Yeah. Well, uh, they, tr- they tried to keep quiet about it until they didn't. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it is a lie, and yeah. it's quite obvious that, that it's because of the attention that Fauci got, mm-hmm. and because we all know that's what motivates Trump. And all the, the, the stories and stories that I've read from, uh, that, that include quotes and, and uh, points from White House aides indicate this is everything to him. It's all about yeah. his ego. It's all about working from his gut uh, and never, ever, ever, ever backing down. That's right. Uh, in, in fact, the more pressure to back down, the harder he pushes back. Mm-hmm. And he just knows no limits. And this is this uh, megalomania that, that, that makes him think that he can uh, will his way into an opening pitch at a stadium. Yeah. And, and then the other thing we've heard and read, and, and this is also true, is he thought there were going to be people in the stands. <laughs> and when he found out that there were not going to be people in the stands, he thought, well, what's the point? You know, he wanted a, he wanted a, that adoring crowd. Right. Three things he listens to, his gut, Fox News, and the adoring crowd. And they weren't going to be there, so F it. He's not going to do it. Well, that's the insane thing, that he canceled something that hadn't right. been planned in the first place. I mean, this mm-hmm. is, again, this is the George Costanza side of Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> gets woven into these webs of deceit, right? And he's got yeah. he's got lie to com- compound another lie and then yeah, a lie to explain life. the previous lie. Yeah, That's been his life. That yeah, has been his right. life. And Mary Trump's outlined it. Like I said, I've read White House aide after White House aide <laughs> saying this. It's universal. There's no one who disagrees with this assessment. Uh-huh. So it's not a theory. It's reality. Well, minor correction. 
Donald Trump said this an hour before Fauci threw out the first pitch, but he knew Fauci was oh, doing okay. that because that was the context yeah. of the question. He had Dr. Fauci throwing out the first pitch of the Washington Nationals game. What do you think, Mr. President? He, he had to get ahead of that. Yeah, yeah he yeah. absolutely had to get ahead of that. So That's he's, what that <laughs> yeah, he had to top that. He has to be better best. Yeah. He said, Randy Levine is a great friend of mine from the Yankees, and he asked me to throw out the first pitch, and I think I'm uh-huh. doing that on August 15th at Yankee Stadium. No, he's not. That's a- That was a- that was a smoke signal to Levine. Hey, Levine, if you're listening, you invited me, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Right, and then Levine's like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, smart. Right. I, I guess. The best brain. The best. We, you know what? We all knew kids in second grade, you know, yeah. who would do this kind of shit on a regular basis. I knew guys in high school. They would come up to right. me and go, Bob, I'm just about to sign a record deal with a major label because I'm so great at playing heavy metal guitar. I said, oh, really? Are you? Are you about to sign that record deal? Yeah, and then the next day, oh, record deal fell through, Bob. I don't know what happened, but they told me they don't want to sign me after all. I said, oh, well, because you just made that whole thing up, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is, I mean, we're all, that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. We, all know these, we all know this kind of lying. We all know these kinds of people. And for someone who is such a serial liar, it's amazing how terrible at it he is. You know, you think after all these terrible. years of practice, Awful. he'd be better at it. But he's not. He's terrible. No. He sucks. He's the worst and liar in the world. He, he doesn't even realize it. To him, it's uh, massively successful. Uh, yeah. if for no other reason than he's gotten away with it for this long and this yep. far. Well, speaking of deceit, too, you know those riots, the alleged riots in so, Rich, Richmond, Virginia? Uh-huh. Yeah. Instigated by white supremacists disguised as BLM protesters. They mm-hmm. were actually not real BLM protesters who were causing the... Uh, unrest in richmond virginia and this has been verified by police and reported to nbc channel 10 news in richmond virginia and so i mean there's not much uh, by way of detail about that but yeah i mean i think we're seeing this happen across the country yeah i i I saw uh, kimberly's post about this Uh, the police have uh, uh identified the individuals they arrested yep. and uh, have found that they are members of uh, white supremacist groups and yeah. there's a lot of you know this is a, this is when, even if it's just for theater yeah. even if it's uh, show fascism it don't even get me started on these quote unquote federal agents yeah. uh and and this ragtag team of SWAT members and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, groups, various groups. Uh, the U.S. Marshal Service says it isn't part of it, but uh, I think one of the officers, one of the agents has been identified as U.S. Marshal Service. We know uh, Customs Border Patrol, uh, immigrations and, Immigration and Customs, uh, the Federal Marsh, uh, uh, the federal Marshals, uh, the Federal Protective Service, I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, we know that they're all involved in, in this and all wearing these sort of unmarked, uniforms a camouflage with riot gear yeah uh, sure that's going to calm things down <laughs> yeah here's a a paragraph that we should all bear in mind we just put this in our memory banks uh, repeat it regurgitate it if we need to on social media Nothing in the Constitution gives the federal government authority over ordinary crimes. In America, crime fighting is the responsibility of state and local government. But despite the lack of constitutional authorization, federal policymakers continually try to involve themselves in crime fighting. That is from the Libertarian Cato Institute in a document referred to as a uh, the handbook for Congress Mm -hmm. about the expansion 
an application of federal police power. And it is so appropriate to what we're doing. I linked to it in my salon piece. Yeah, yeah. they, they, uh, the federal forces, uh, Homeland Security, uh, the umbrella for all of these agencies represented out there in yeah. the camouflage. Uh, Homeland Security says these officers, these agents have the authority uh, to arrest anyone for a federal crime. Right, right. So they can arrest people. And uh, sure, let's take a look at the list of people they've arrested. Oh, my, the vast majority of them were arrested for for uh, graffiti. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what? Graffiti. They, they, this is the federal crime. And they, they have. They've spray-painted on federal property, on sidewalks and buildings and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But uh, this is why we're out there with clubs and gas and rubber bullets and shooting people in the head with yeah. these uh, less lethal weapons, as they've now been come to be called. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, allegedly non-lethal weapons. I've been referring yeah, they're, to they're called. Yeah. yeah, they're they're now called. I, I've seen it phrased less lethal weapons, less yeah. lethal weapons. Yeah, so yeah. they can kill, just not as likely to as steel bullets. That's right. But I mean, this is uh, again. I don't care how much graffiti is spray painted onto buildings and monuments and whatever. Right. That you know what, there are industrial chemicals that can wipe that crap right. away overnight. It's you know, right. it's not a big concern. The graffiti, the graffiti can get washed off very, very easily. There is no justification whatsoever for sending federal troops into American cities, having them march in lines of battle against peaceful protesters. Yes, there are some infiltrators right. that are, are making it worse, but the fact of the matter is 99.9% .9 of all those protesters out there are peaceful protesters, and Donald Trump and is sending his goon squad, his stormtroopers in to have them disappeared, to have them beaten for violations as anodyne, as, as brandishing a flower, for God's sake. And, I mean, it's insane. And America, um, America knows that 99% of the protesters are innocent, which is why yeah. they are supporting the protesters. And like I said, their support for the protesters is amplified by things like the wall of moms. Yeah. You know, this, this the, nothing drives this home, especially as Donald Trump tries to appeal to white suburban women to try to help him out in this election. Uh, instead, they're, they're out there. It, this is another example of Trump doing the opposite of what the country wants him to do. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it certainly, it's been, and that's been the case with uh, COVID-19. Yeah. It's been the case with his handling of, of everything. Again, he wants to lock down his base. That's all he's doing. He's consolidating whatever support that he has remaining and making sure that they at least get out to vote for him. But I mean, again, you can't win elections with 40% of the nation. That you can't, the support doesn't or, work. It doesn't translate to a winning election. But you know, going back to what Bill Barr was saying today, uh, you remember Doug Collins? You remember that, that guy, Doug yeah, Collins? Oh, sure. Uh, sits yeah. on the Judiciary right. Committee. This is a little bit of Doug Collins talking today. Talks really fast. Yeah. I have to do it here tonight. A little, little bit of caffeine. No dose. Yeah, that was Doug Collins. Well, someone needs to tell Motormouth Doug Collins that the uh -huh. U.S. Capitol is within the jurisdiction of the federal government. He yes. was—he went through an example with Bill Barr, just this performative nonsense in the uh, House Judiciary Committee today about how, well, what happens if they come up and they start spray painting or vandalizing the U.S. Capitol building? Are we allowed to send federal troops then? Can we do that? 
Yes, of course you can do it because it's a federal jurisdiction for God's sake. But you know right. what? Portland, Kansas City, Albuquerque, these Kansas are City. not these are not federal jurisdictions worthy of people, whatever he's doing. People have been saying for years, when are we going to do something about Kansas City? Yes, and Albuquerque for God's sake. I guess they're going after Walter Wright and Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Albuquerque finally ridding Albuquerque time. of the scourge of Jesse Pinkman. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I hadn't heard anything going on. And you know what? The Kansas City thing, Buzz, that was taking place before it was even announced. I mean, we didn't even know about that until it was underway. And Bill Barr going around saying that they had already arrested 200 people when, in fact, Kansas City officials were like, what are you talking about? You arrested well, one person, not 200 you, people. You, you know how McDonald's uh, will test market uh, the McRib in St. Louis before <laughs> yeah. taking it wide? Well, that's right. They were trying it out. They were trying it out in Kansas City first, and then if it worked out, they'd move on to Portland. It's the McRib gambit. That's what Bill Barr is engaged in. That's that's how historians will record it as such. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure Donald Trump branded it that way. Wouldn't that be great if they called it Operation McRib instead of, what is it, Operation Legacy or Operation Enduring Freedom or whether Diligent Justice? Operation Operation Legend, I believe it is. (laughs) Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, they need to change it to Operation McRib. That makes a lot more sense. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Well, and also, Bill Bill Barr was outright lying about the use of federal forces in Portland. He said the forces are in a defensive mode around the courthouse and are fending off attacks, when, of course, all the footage that we're seeing confirms the forces have, been, have cleared the streets and attacked peaceful protesters time and time again. There was one clip that I saw was so disturbing. Just a, a 14-year-old girl, a child... Yes, in the middle yes, of the road with that. other protesters. Yes. Out of nowhere, these stormtroopers, these goons, these shock troops come up and start beating the crap out of her, tackle her to the ground. I mean, go outside sometime. You want to do an experiment and see what it's like. Go outside and just lay your face down onto hard pavement. And just the face Relax. just leaning on the pavement is Slightly painful later. enough. Yeah. Can you imagine mm-hmm. a guy on top of you or several guys on top of you? 14-year-old girl. Yeah. America sees that, at least uh, the part of it on social media. Uh, some uh, news outlets have been showing some of these on TV, and mm-hmm. it is a fine line between uh, helping people see what they need to see and yeah. violence porn. It is a fine line. Yeah. But uh, America needs to see... That Donald Trump's thugs, uh, his personal army, as the mayor of Portland put mm-hmm. it, uh, are beating up fourteen-year-old girls. Oh, that's they, there's there's a sign of a strong president. Yeah. By gosh, when you can send other guys to beat up a fourteen-year-old girl, can you get a more law and order president than that? I don't think so. <laughs> God, these goddamn little tiny men. Yeah, and Barr did the his, oh. did the old shell game during his uh, testimony today once again with the numbers. Bill Barr play. was lying. <laughs> So Barr said only eight black people have been shot uh-huh. by police this year. While only eight. Uh, while 11 white people have been shot by police. I don't, first of all, I don't know if you want to be bragging about that overall. You know what I mean? It's not a good look for law enforcement. But yeah, eight blacks have been shot by police this year, while 11 whites have been sh- also shot by police. He says this without flinching in that goddamn Dick Cheney tone of voice. The reality is that African-Americans represent just 13% of the American population, while uh-huh. whites are 70% of the population. Just by sheer numbers, of course there are going to be more white people. But as a percentage of the population, it is 
astronomically lopsided. Black people are targeted. They have been targeted for decades, if not centuries, in this country. My smart-ass question to Barr would be, uh, is it your hope, uh, Mr. Attorney General, to get uh, the number of black shootings up to 11 to make things fair? (laughs) Right. And you know what? i got to talk about Tom Cotton, speaking of uh, racism. (laughs) I'll talk about Tom Cotton here in just a second. But i got to ask you this. Uh, You know what everybody hates? Everyone hates when their friends, their family members take a picture and without authorization slap that picture of you up onto their social media platforms whether it's Give facebook or that Instagram. camera yeah i know and it's always the one where we're looking our weirdest right or we're not looking <laughs> right. our best there's an awkward look on our face or something like that uh but i've got two solutions for you first of all a no unauthorized photos policy among your friends and of course the second solution is plexiderm plexiderm clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles crow's feet and under eye bags all in the comfort of your own home so you look better on social media among other things plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours so nobody's going to know you're using it go to tryplexiderm.com use my code voices for half off a full-size bottle of plexiderm plus an additional ten dollars off or try a 14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code voices again visit tryplexiderm.com use the code voices for half off a full-size bottle plus an additional ten dollars off or try a 14.95 trial pack when you use the code voices at tryplexiderm.com thank you bob seska This is the this is the arts and sciences sciences. I almost said scientists, but it's the arts and sciences. That's the name of the band, and the song is called "Fall Down." We haven't heard from the arts and sciences in a long time, but this is uh, uh, from the album "Hopeful Monsters." Link in the description at bobseska.com. Okay, that that is that is some smooth cruising. Yeah, I love that shit. I think that's Paul Melanson actually on lead vocals there. Paul, another Paul Melanson project. Uh, speaking of monsters, Tom Cotton said yes. yesterday that slavery was a necessary evil. You know, I love when they say the quiet part out loud because then they turn around and go, yeah, well, the Democrats and the Dixiecrats in the 1860, the Democrats were the slavery. I, I, I heard that over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you get that all the time. It's this nonsense that how somehow Democrats of 2020 should be held responsible for the Democratic I, policies that happened I, 200 years ago, 155 I, years I, ago. I, 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 I had a response. I said, that was then. Things are quite different now. Yeah, right. And there have been party alignments or realignments, shifts in ideologies. Are they, are they saying that it's it, it's okay for them to be racist now because Democrats used to be? Yes. It, it's, it's our turn. They're saying it's our turn to be racist, <laughs> and that makes it okay. Yeah. That, that's insanity. That's I just, know. I'm sorry. I and I didn't mean to throw off your point, but I had to get that out there. Well, yeah, no, I think that makes perfect sense. The fact is that the parties, Republican, mm-hmm. Democratic parties, 
you have to imagine them as empty storefronts into yes. which, you know, various businesses over the years have existed. You know, like that strip mall in your neighborhood. Well, the different the businesses come and go, but the mall itself, the structure itself remains there. So right. over the years, management the, changes. Yes, yeah. the platform of the Democratic Party, the platform of the Republican Party has swapped hands a bunch of different times. Slowly, mm-hmm. methodically over time, there have been various realignments. One of the most recent realignments, and I think we're in the midst of one right now, but one of the most recent realignments was uh, 1965, 1964 or 65, when Lyndon Johnson passed the Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, things like that. And there was a huge shift from the Democratic Party. All the racists went running over to the Republican Party. And that's where we are right now. That realignment still more or less exists. Obviously, I think Trump is going to change lots of things here uh, going forward. But suffice to say... The Republican today, the Republican Party is the party that's defending the Confederate flag. The Republican Party is the party that's defending racism all across the board. And to, to go around going, yes, well, the Dixiecrats, you know, Strom Thurmond in 1956 did blah blah blah. It's just bullshit. This is just taking advantage of the dummies, the idiots that follow them. That's what that is. Well, that, and Democrats have changed too over the years. Obviously, the, the most notable, the one that you mentioned in '65. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in the case of Republicans, it seems to happen a lot. Yeah. And yeah. a spoiler alert: they're never going to get it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're no, never no here's the here's here's how this ends they're never going to get it right that's right that's right yeah, because it's an entire movement now based on bullshit no more core values it's all bullshit right. now it's, it's all marketing it's really, and nonsense yeah completely it's got over. to be it's got to be over i know that those insanely rabid trump fans will we're gonna have to deal with them after the election yeah they're they're, yeah. they're, they're not going to go quietly into that good night Uh, And I I don't look forward to that. But uh, they are a minority. They will be out of power. And if we make it uncool to be that way, as I talked about earlier, uh, it really makes a difference. A little peer pressure happening here. Let's get started. (laughs) There you go. And by the way, before we wrap up here, just a, a brief note. We have to all have a pity party here. A little little bit of a pity party for Donald Trump Jr. Jr. had his Twitter account (laughs) temporarily disabled because, because he... Because he lied about the coronavirus. Oh, so sad. I don't know. So it gets sad. another awe. So sad for Donald Trump yeah. Jr. He has to sit on his hands for the rest of the day. But the problem is when Donald Trump Jr. isn't uh, tweeting, the problem uh-huh. is that he goes out and tortures small animals uh, or exotic well, that animals. Too. And that's the that, yeah. that too. But it is dangerous. And I, I got into an argument with a misguided progressive today. I mean, I guess he's progressive, although he's sounding <laughs> less like it all the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was like a lot of Republicans and Trump supporters. Now screaming uh, free speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this is censorship. Yeah. No, yeah. it it isn't for lots of reasons. One, no. it's a private private company. They yeah. can do what they want. Uh, you as Republicans have argued that a, a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but additionally, it is like yelling fire in a theater. And then I got into I got into this fiery argument before we started the show. If I seem off today, and I know I do, it's because I got into this furious <laughs> argument with a guy before the show. <laughs> And he God. was hollering free speech, and I was saying, it's like fire in a theater. Yes, it's it yelling, is. Yelling, falsely yelling fire in a theater endangers those people, and so you're not allowed to do that. Uh, freedom of speech comes with that responsibility. And as I've said many times about all of the amendments, uh, there's nothing in the Bill of Rights that allows you 
to violate someone else's rights. That's right. Yes, you have constitutional rights, but with that comes the caveat that your exercising of those rights may not infringe upon the rights of others. Yeah. And you're doing that if you falsely yell fire in a theater. And he said, but, but he said, that's different. He said, yelling fire in a theater is an immediate threat. How's this an immediate threat? And, and I said, uh, and I, I don't use this language on social media generally. <laughs> uh, I feel more comfortable using it here. I never use it in my newscast. Yes. Uh, and I, I try to avoid it online. And I said, uh, with a hundred and going on 150,000 Americans dead in this pandemic, how is that not fucking an immediate threat? Yeah, no shit. Uh, uh, and, and to spread this information, uh, whether it's yelling fire in a theater or yelling, uh, false cures in a pandemic, uh, endangers the public and infringes upon the rights of everyone else. That's right. And that's why it isn't censorship. And mm -hmm. damn it, please <laughs> learn yeah. that with that right comes responsibility. Mm -hmm. With the second amendment comes responsibility. Yeah. Uh, greatly lacking often. Yeah. Uh, but, but all of these rights come with the, this caveat and with this responsibility. And so, you're going to be hearing a lot over the next day and a half about uh, free speech and censorship. And that argument is bullshit. And I hope I've given some guidance here as to how to respond to that uh, ridiculous argument. Usually you have these debates with Republicans, yeah. with Trump supporters, and they don't right. understand the basic concept that they've been pushing for years and years and years, which is let the free market decide. That's right. what they do. Right. They, it's always right. about the free market. Why don't we except let the free market? Hurts, yeah, except, except when there's them. They hate. They hate a national debt. Except when yeah. it's theirs. Mm -hmm. They they hate uh, you know any suppression of speech when it's one of theirs. It's okay. You know I, the hypocrisy stinks. I yeah. I really think that in spite of the too many people who will still be fervent Trump supporters mm -hmm. on January 21st of next year. Uh, in, in spite of all those people, uh, I, 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 I think we can move forward. I think we can, uh, I think we can quiet them down. I think we can reduce their numbers by making it uncool. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way I know. And I, I can't think of a better way to put it. You know what I mean mm -hmm. when I say that it, it can no longer be okay to say fuck your feelings yeah. it can no longer be okay as i've said before about political correctness there's a reason for it it isn't nice to say certain things to certain people which is what moms used to teach their kids i i suppose many still do oh yeah but yeah. we've lost that civility and mm. It's not right. Yeah, no. I mean, that's the thing. I, in fact, I've been talking about that for a while now. That uh, Donald Trump actually violates all the things yeah. that our parents taught us about being decent members of society. And I'm not even talking about. Yes, we can all have our fun, and we can make fart jokes, and we can we can belch, and we can say the f word all we want. But the thing is, when you're interacting with real people in the real yes. world, there's right. something that goes beyond whether or not an action is legal or illegal. There is just the basic decency of existing in a society where we all right. need to live together. We all need to exist together in the same place. And so in that way, we all have a responsibility to contribute to the greater good. And you see these shirkers every damn day refusing to wear masks and shouting down people 
like the guy that you that passed you on the street the other day. Right. These are all people who don't understand these very basic tenets because they feel as if their grievances supersede the normal behavior that decent humans should portray in a society, in a civil society. It doesn't matter because they're pissed off at X, Y, and Z, at the right. Illuminati and the New World Order and how they're being left behind and they can't say rape jokes anymore and they can't blurt out the N-word on Fox News Channel. Wow, oh, woe wow, is me. Wow. Woe is me. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. Pity party for those people. Yeah, yeah they're another one. Okay. Well, so. uh, stick around. Stick around if you can. Uh, become a Patreon member so you can yes. get the postmortem show because the postmortem show is where I remember all the things I was going to say in the main show. <laughs> Oh, man. Yes, uh, me too. Me, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk about the coronavirus, how the White House is a vector for the coronavirus. The White House is a yeah. vector for all kinds of awfulness. But Evil. yeah, everyone's getting the coronavirus at the White House. Uh, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Maybe some uh, polegasm numbers coming up here. Uh, like Buzz said, it's on our postmortem show at bobseskashow.com. That's our Patreon page. Sign up for $5 a month. You get two postmortem shows a week. You sign up at $10 a month. Two postmortem shows and the after party. It's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the savings on to you. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank news and comment coming up this Thursday, back from vacation in full force. BuzzBurbank.com, RealmNetwork.com, the best hour of news you're going to hear all week. Meanwhile, support all of your favorite sexy liberal programs at SexyLiberal.com. I have been lassoed into participating in next month's Sexy Liberal Unity Tour show hey. online. Yes. So I've got something fun planned for that. That'll be great. Yes, okay. it is going to be fun. Uh, so anyway, that's it. That's it for the show. We'll see you again uh, tomorrow. I got Dr. David Pepper. He's coming up on the show tomorrow. We're going to talk about Dr. Ohio politics. Take you're, care. You're going to have Dr. Pepper, eh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>